This is new. We haven't done this before. This is about the only thing we haven't done. <laughs> True. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Jake. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. But we never talk enough. <laughs> All right. How did Encircle start? Why did you start Encircle? This, you were there before Jake, me. Jake, you heard the story too many times. Okay, let's forget the story. Well, maybe say the story that I haven't heard. Hmm. It was May of 2016, or when was it? Well, you know I called John Williams, like, 2014. Right. Uh, strangely, I'm on this bike ride with my sister in Idaho. Mm. Like, with northern Val. Idaho. No, my sister Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie. And I'm behind her crying on a bike ride thinking about how I should do something to help LGBTQ people. Because I had been listening to some podcasts, um, and I was so upset about it, and I'm not a crier. Yeah, I know. And I would, <laughs> like, really, or you'd say I wouldn't kick it. But I'm just, like, crying on this bike ride, and I'm kind of just by myself on the side of this lake. That's and nice. I pick up the phone, and I call John. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Will you help me do something in Provo? I think it might be one of the hardest places to grow up LGBTQ. And he says, sure. And I get off the phone and I'm all excited. Tell and us. then I chicken out. And then I'm like, no way. No way am I doing that. Yeah. People would hate me. They'd hate my kids. I also, mean, it's a huge thing to do. You know? Well, yeah, it wasn't even that. I think I was bored anyway. <laughs> I don't know. But so anyway, fast forward to what, it was 2016, like January, April, April, March, probably March. I called John again because of a lot of things happening in my life and seeing a lot of things happen that just felt wrong and bad and unnecessary pain, right? Yeah. Needless suffering. Call him up, say the same thing. Will you help me do something in Provo? He says, sure, what are we gonna do? So we got to have this conversation, a few of them, Right about, um, about what this place could look like in Provo that would be a real resource to the community. And he said it needs to feel like home, look like home for kids who don't feel at home anywhere, anywhere else. else. So that was kind of the beginning. But sadly, as we know, John's life was taken about, I don't know if it was a month or two after that, but late in, in May, um, and then you showed up. I think in June. In June. Or July. One of the two I don't know. Months. It was within a couple of... I was in of... between semesters. Yeah, it was Ugh. within a couple of weeks of John's funeral. And I think it was June. And remember our first meeting? You were trying to teach us how to make a website. Did I come to your... Did we ever talk on the phone? I don't think you and I ever spoke. I don't I think, think Nina so. Brostrom set it up. Yeah. And I just you got an showed address. up at my door. Yeah. <laughs> And you were like, do you have a, what are those cords called? HDMI. Yeah. I'm like, what's that? See, I still don't know. <laughs> um, and so. So I had made the presentation before coming to your house. Yeah. You had a whole presentation, but I didn't wow. have an HDMI cord long enough to work in my living room. So we ended up in my bedroom, me and you and Nina. And Jared. Oh, and Jared Connors. Yeah. And I you presented. <laughs> yeah. And I, by the time you're done presenting, I'm like, hey, you want to be on our board? <laughs> you're like, like, we need no. one of those. <laughs> and you refused us. And anyway. It's Nina, Jared. That's and, it. And us. That's it, I think. <laughs> yeah. And you have a little presentation ready. Yeah. 
I clicked through it. I was trying to get their business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and little did Jake know that that was the beginning of me. I wanted to build them a website. <laughs> calling you 50 times a day wanted, for the next five years. Are we five years in yet? Yeah. Well, that night Almost. you texted me and you were like, well, I think I said, okay, I'm going to make you a website. And I was like, but I need a credit card to like, it's going to be like $20 to buy the thing. And you sent me a picture of your personal credit card. You're like, whatever you need. I was like, dang, this lady trusts people. I still, I, I still laugh that you think that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I remember Wait, how like, does people, do people she's do She's known me like five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, everyone was really sweet, you know? Jared, I could tell he was very passionate into it. There was a lot of passion. You had already put together a booklet. Yep, Kendall Wilcox, we paid him yeah. to write that booklet up. Spiral bound. Yeah. Maybe 40 pages. Had a lot in it. Yeah, it did. And there were a lot of scriptures. There were a lot of, <laughs> uh, you know, we we're trying to figure out what's the right approach. I don't think people realize what it was like, that first thing. I still have it. I still have mine too. <laughs> yeah. That is something I will have forever. Ever. Yeah. yeah. I have a PDF version of it too. Yeah. Well, I remember too, right after I called John, I thought, I've got to figure out like how, what to do. I have no idea, right? I don't know that much. I don't know much about the queer community. I just know this is dumb that people are growing up wishing they weren't queer or feeling shame over that. Right. So I reach out to Wendy Montgomery. I had met her in Arizona at, at Sunstone Conference. I reach out to Wendy and I'm like, who do I call? Who has like a resource center or does something like what we're doing? Yeah. And so she gives me Mary Edmund Allen's phone number. So I talk Marion into going to, to lunch. And so we, it's gonna be in Ogden because that's where Marion lives. Okay. So I go and pick up John at his house. He lived right above Capitol Hill in Salt Lake. And the whole way there, John is like, drive faster, drive faster. Come on, drive faster. John Williams? Yeah. He was the fastest, craziest driver ever. But on the drive up there, he's like, okay, Stephanie, what is the point of our lunch? What are we trying to accomplish by making this happen? And I was like, Wow, he's prepared. This is business. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like the one of my first learnings about when you walk into a into a meeting. Be prepared. Be prepared. Know what you're. What are you going to talk about? I mean, I was just thinking when you were talking. That I was like, it would have been nice if I could have called John. Oh, I wish you would have met him. Yeah, like if I could just pick up the phone and call him. I wonder what he would like. What he's like. Yeah, it's funny that you don't know. No idea. I was always laughing. Mm. Life's a party. Life's a party. These are the best parties, and he loved life. Did he throw your wedding then? Yeah. Was it like, what was it like? Was it like that party that we just went to in LA? Kind of just magical? Or even way more than that. I mean, believe it or not. But it wasn't in a tent, so it was easier to do. It was in his restaurant. So yeah. John, so my parents had just gotten divorced. Yeah. Well, two years earlier, and they couldn't be in the same room. And I dreaded, As it goes. dreaded having to be, have a wedding because mm. I did not know how my family was going to pull off a wedding. So I I'm engaged to Mitch and 
And I'm thinking, they're gonna want a big party. And Mitch and I lived in Washington, D.C. And we were engaged for two months. So we got engaged like beginning of January and we were having our, our uh, wedding March 10th. Wow. So we are talking to John and we're like, hey, any chance you've got some suggestions on how we could do a good wedding or what we could do? We just wanted his advice. And he ends up saying... Because he's the best party thrower. Because he's the best party thrower, and he knows all the venues. And, and he's like, I've like, got it. Yeah. Just show up. No, that was about it. <laughs> yeah, we had dancing, live music. It was incredible. But mm. I contributed nothing to it. <laughs> Thank you, John Williams. I love that he's like... And then he like paid for a parking attendance college tuition or something. Oh, he would do all sorts of things like Just that. Just generous. I mean, you hear stories still, people who knew him. Oh, that, I knew John. Yeah, and the stories about what he did for them. Or, um, yeah. I think that one of the things that John did is, you know, he starts all these restaurants. He had 13 in total, and plus all these buildings he renovated. But I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think part of the reason that Salt Lake is such a great space today for the queer community yeah. is because years ago, John was providing safe workspaces for hundreds, if not thousands, of queer people, right? Yeah. And there was always that safe space at yeah. gastronomy. That makes sense. I think there's some truth in that. I heard yesterday, it was like, Salt Lake's the, the like more, there are more gay people that have children and raise children in Utah than like anywhere else in the country. Isn't that awesome? Thanks, John. Well, thanks. He made it a safe space. A million people, you know, yeah, that Bruce and yeah. Jim Tobacco. The whole and, movement. Yeah. Then what happened? What do we say next? Then In Circle started. You know, one of the things that I thought was the one of the, the coolest things in the beginning was when you posted on Facebook, we're going to renovate this house. Yeah. Um, come and help us Saturday morning from what was it like nine to twelve or mm -hmm. and we didn't think anyone would show up or a few yeah yeah and then there were all these people and they brought their kids I remember um, you asked me to make the website and it was like a Thursday so by Friday I had a little landing page that was like okay in circle LGBTQ family and youth resource center and then I think the mission, and then it said donate or contact us. Two buttons. And a bunch of pictures of people's faces, like little squares. Yep. <laughs> you know? And it was like over the weekend, I didn't think we were going to raise any money. But then I can't remember how much it was. Maybe it was like 17000 or 20000 but it was like a lot. But it wasn't like somebody got on and did 10000 bucks. It was like, because people would write messages and we could have emailed to us, if you remember that. Yep. So we saw like hundreds of donations, of just people being like, I'm so excited. That was, I still think about it all the time. Yeah, it was awesome. One of the ones I always remember is my friend Natalie Fairborn, who was living in Africa, sent $400. Oh. And it was just like, whoa, that's so much. Yeah. And someone who, I don't know, I, I just didn't know would care. And then wrote like a whole little message and yeah. Yeah, lots of those sorts of stories. There's a difference between Stephanie and I is that every time we go to a demolition project, I would be talking and on my iPad and taking pictures and she would have like a jackhammer. 
Well, because <laughs> I was too nervous to talk to people. Like, why would anyone want to talk to me? I would rather, like, be pounding nails or I've got a picture of you that I love, and it's with that thing that tears up, like, grass. Oh, that takes out the grass. Yeah. And you're, like, over there. Because I remember, like, all these people were like, where's the CEO of Encircle, the founder? We were so excited to meet her. I'm like, oh, that's her over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a safe place to be. But I think that's the kind of leader you are, though, you know? So I've learned a lot. Not afraid to get your hands dirty. No, well, that's. Well, not that. That's like, my easy. That's that's comfortable, more, right? Like yeah. I'm good at the garbage. I'm good at the grunt work. I'm comfortable there. The the things that were scary for me in the beginning, I remember every day saying, "Be brave, be brave." Like I in my head over and over when this was starting, yeah. and a lot of it was, "What's what's a five hundred one c three?" Like there were so many things that I had to learn, Do you remember when we and I was just forced into it, right? When we made our first budget. <laughs> yeah, and we were guessing, and probably half of it were like, what we're is in, We're at our kitchen table, and we're like, printed materials, hmm, 500 200 <laughs> yeah. or 20,000. <laughs> yeah, we never knew. Yeah, yeah. and remember um, Steve Hill. Yeah said, I will do, I will help you get your 501c3. Yeah. So we go to his office and Steve eventually says, I've never done one of these before. So this may be a little tricky, but Steve ends up, you know, within a couple of weeks, getting everything together, sends it off to the IRS, which we think it's going to take a year. Took like? One month exactly. It was like, July 23rd until August 23rd. We well, had. that letter that we got from them with our number on it, I remember it was like, that was like, we all, everyone wanted it. Remember, we always had to send it to people. Yeah, I don't think big, they believed us that we had it. <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal at the time. Now we're like, oh, it's on the website. Yeah. There were so many people, though, that like, I think kept, it felt like we're almost dropping out of the sky to help us out. Yeah. You know, you think of Barb and Steve Young flew in the day after John was killed. Right. I remember we went and picked out his casket and his the burial plot, and I was like in my sweats and my face was swollen for from crying for 24 hours straight. But I've got to meet these two because this is so important, right? So, driving down the freeway, changing out of my sweats, trying to make myself look like presentable. Presentable. Thank you. And there's Barb and Steve, you know, who show up at that house in Provo that was green at the time. It looked like it had been abandoned. It, did. I, it was so dirty that I remember you hated to go in. I wouldn't You're even like, walk oh, in. I just feel dirty from being in there. I remember I used to wear white pants all the time too, though. Did you? <laughs> yeah, that's. You didn't want to ruin your white pants. My really expensive H and M white pants. I forgot about that. Yeah. So there's Barb and Steve. There's Holly who bought the house. Yeah, and that was cool because I had only met Holly a year before, mm. and we became fast friends. Was that friends. at Sandstone? Or no, John I, Lynn, or? I met Holly really randomly through her sister, oh. and her sister introduced us, and we went on a trip to Mexico and did not quit talking for four days, right? About, <laughs> like, we just bonded. And so it was interesting because Holly was coming to Valor, and I had just found this house. Oh. And so I'm like, hey, while you're down, you've got to come see this house. So I walk her through it, and we're standing out in the front yard of that house. You know, the, and, and I just say, hey, is there any chance you'd help me with this project? 
And she said, sure, what if I buy this house and you rent it back for a dollar a month? And I'm like, done deal. So it was almost We that can easy. agree on that. Yeah. I mean, who else was there? I mean, there were a lot of like volunteers at the beginning who really showed up. Yeah. Like Teresa Wood and... Yeah, Teresa would drive down from, from Farmington. Uh, Farmington. Every time we did a renovation project. Um, Lisa? Hanson. The, uh, no, the original Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Lisa Holmberg. <laughs> Holmberg. Yeah, yeah. Lisa. Yeah, that was so great because Lisa was in my ward. She'd come for a lot of those activities. She would. And I think it was before Christian even came out. I think he was, was still on his mission. Because I remember after it opened, she came through with him and his boyfriend. Yeah. If you remember that to her. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, okay, so... I found this house. There were two houses in Provo because I had this thing that I wanted these houses to be close to city center. One, so that people would not forget that there are LGBTQ people in our community and families who are trying to support their families, right? right. And I just thought, oh, being down by the courthouse and where the transportation center is, town, center of town. Restaurant. Yeah. So I found one in the back of the courthouse and then this, the one that is now in Circle. So I had just met Marion Edmonds Allen at that lunch a few days earlier. Mm. And I called her up. I sent her some pictures of these two houses. And I'm like, do you think either of these would be good? And she said, well, I just finished up a meeting in Salt Lake. I'll drive down and look at them. Oh, wow. So she and another friend, I think her name was Laura, um, drove to Provo. We go first to the, the house behind the courthouse. And it was good. And then, then we came to the current encircle. And I have a picture with Marion. And I remember she said, see this picture right here with the temple in the background? She said, this will bring national attention to this little place. She was and right. She was right. <laughs> yeah. she was right. That, that location, I think, really put us on the map. Because yeah. I think people were like, wait. An LGBTQ space in Provo, Utah, which is sad that people thought that. But then we kind of, once it opened, it changed people's perceptions of Provo, perhaps just a little bit. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe it's a okay place to grow up LGBTQ. Yeah. Maybe better than okay. Yeah. Remember when we had the grand opening? It was snowy, miserably cold. I see. Had- Stuff kept dropping off the house. Ice. We right. last minute got a tent and heaters. Well, I don't even know if there was heaters. No, there were heaters, but <laughs> not very effective heaters. That's yeah. why you don't remember them. Yeah. But remember about, what, two or 300 people showed up yeah. on that cold, freezing day to sit out in this tent. The mayor, a lot of the board members, Barb and Steve, Katie. Yep. Ronnie. Yep. Katie said that beautiful thing about, well, she said, we want you say You don't have to leave any part of yourself at the door. Like all of your, like, we want your whole self. We want your whole self. When you walk into Encircle, you don't have to leave any part at yeah. the door. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and I think. And then Barb so. said, "This is supposed to be something bigger." She talked about a, a pebble in the water and it growing, Ripples. it rippling out. And she also, I think it was then, when she talked about we want our love to go beyond the walls, the walls. which gave us this vision of. We, we don't want it just to serve our small community of where we reach, but let's have an impact on the through community. social media and yeah. 
through online. Online. Then we did our first Christmas video. Oh, that's right. And Mitch's parents were the stars. <laughs> and you were the director. And I was like, wow, how does he know how to do this? Didn't. <laughs> and remember us filming them. Well, we filmed them at their house and we made cookies there. But remember, we filmed them walking to encircle past the temple and the courthouses and into the house. Yeah. I, I see, I look back on the video and I was like, what was really like the... <laughs> It's just kind of like people walking and everyone comes together out in circle at the end. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice message. We should watch it again. Yeah. But I remember it, the house was fully in renovation. Oh. And we cleared out that one room and so that we could put a Christmas tree in and decorate it all. At that time, you and I set up a lot of Christmas trees. We did. That was... Or just a lot of everything. Our first Provo probably was that before or after. I mean, I don't know when we did it, but I just remember we, you bought that little oven to make cookies. Yeah, we had a little oven and we rented a generator and put on an apron and made like little cookies because it was supposed to represent home. Yeah. And this is going to be a little home. Yeah. Wow. And it was in the park down in Provo, Kwanis Park. We're going to wake up early. Jared helped me. Oh, yeah. And you were doing a photo booth. Right. And people could put on different costume things. things. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, normally like you have like a step and repeat, like it's like, you know, but we didn't have enough money. So we had like a little encircle banner that was just normal, small that we already had. And I got white sheets of paper and wrapped it around the rest. Do you remember that? Yeah. But you also, so you had all those cute little sayings people could hold. Yeah. We printed like, those. Like it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was low budget. <laughs> <laughs> But it got the point. And we put on those sayings, like, our mission. You know, the, our, like, our, what we believed was on those. Yeah. And we also had those little handouts that we made that said what Encircle will do. I remember I had, like, cookies, after-school programs. Like, we had a general idea. Yeah, we did. Remember, okay. Remember this. There was, so, there, were, there was the programs committee of the board. And they were going to create the programs. And we all talked on Slack. Well, I, this was pre-slack. This was, this was in the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> and I remember I tried to join a few of those program meetings, and I was really kind of told that I didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, 100%. Same with me. I didn't have a PhD, and I didn't understand. So, and, and it was very clear, like, we don't want you a part of this. But then fast forward to a week before we're opening the house, and we have no programs because they never did it. Just a lot of... Um, Dex and so who created the programs? <laughs> Just like what can we do? And a lot of them lasted. Yeah, few of them didn't. But as that's how it goes. Yeah. We just—it was trial and error. Love Luckily, louder, art, the love ladder art still stands. Elevate. Yeah. Our first elevate. Who? Oh, Br oh, Bill Bradshaw was our first elevate. That was good. Yeah. Remember that house was packed. It was packed. And we had the Watts there, which was super special. We had Bruce. We had Troy. We had, oh, Craig Watts spoke. Yeah, Bruce. Then I kind of forget after that. Thousands of others in the future. Yeah, but those, it was a big deal to have them. It's Troy, funny that we both remember every remark from the grand opening of Provo. We remember what? Everyone's remarks. Everything uh, everybody said. 
Like the mayor, the provost saying is, welcome home. Yeah. And he said, I'm glad that Encircle is a better home for everybody. Yeah. And I remember right after the whole thing ended. Remember, because Will had the, wanted to help with the, the scissors. scissors. He was like three or four. I remember we had those picture frames. Yeah, we gave out. And I remember right after that, the little ribbon cutting, Steve Young, like, almost corners me on the, on the porch there and says, Stephanie, don't let this get away from you. Right after the ribbon cutting. Like, the second it was over. And he's like, you're gonna, people are going to want to push you left. They're going to want to push you right. You have to hold this space. Right, this space or else it won't work. I can't tell you how many times, though, since then We've I've thought of that. It. In the moment, I didn't really get it. Yeah. But then as you get bumped and pushed and told you're doing it wrong, right? Coming yeah. back to that, hold that space. Where everyone's it's walking. so important. It's the no sides only love now. That's our whole thing. Okay, here's my favorite part about no sides only love. Okay, so my memory is we were trying to figure out can we open up a space across this newly dedicated Mormon temple and have it be a place of love and a real resource to the community? Not one of contention. Yeah, not one where we're throwing things across the street yeah. because of the, the hard pa history and past and yeah. recent things, right? Um, actually, but anyway, you came up with this saying of no sides, only love. For the website. And I was like, that's cool, but didn't think that much but about it. But really it really was just supposed to be for the website. But then it kept coming back bigger and bigger, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's on shirts, and it's hanging in the house, and it becomes our mantra, right? Right. So fast forward two years. So I'm like, it's everywhere. Everyone should everywhere. know. <laughs> I'm talking to Mitch. I get a lot of credit. Yeah. I'm talking to Mitch about this No Sides Only Love, and he's like, well, yeah, like, you know, it's just so cool that, like... Jacob's such a genius. Yeah, that, that <laughs> circles... Have no sides, just like no sides, only love. And that we're in circle. And yeah. He's like, that Jacob, so smart. So I go to she you. She picks up the phone, calls me, and she's like, you are so smart. I'm so embarrassed that I never realized that other side of it. Yeah, and I go, what side? There's no sides on a circle. And I'm like, oh, I never realized either. Isn't that funny? <laughs> It was a cool thing, but I, it, which also makes Which me, is kind of classic us, though. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But it also made it feel like so many things that happened were meant to happen. Like, yeah. it took so long to come up with a name. Like, oh, we talked the logo? about it for two months. Just the logo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we went over that for, like, what feels like four months. Yeah, and you never liked it. And now it's gone. But it was good. <laughs> it and was good. It was good. It was a great start, but... It was going to be blue for a minute. And then it was orange. Then it was orange. I never liked orange. I didn't either. We got overruled on that. Yeah. Those were the days where our opinions didn't really <laughs> no. matter. We were usually in trouble. <gasps> we probably deserved it. But, okay, I remember, though, it taking so... Okay, this was going to be the house of... Uh, we had we had so many names for Encircle, oh, right? Yeah. None of them were ever right. But it was so cool because we were sitting in Nina Brostrom's house... And I don't even know if Tom Christofferson was there. But we were reflecting on his story he told about um, how his mom wanted to make sure that everyone in his family knew that they would always be within the circles of the family's and I life. I think it was tied to his coming out, right? I mean, 
No, he was already out, but mm. his partner wasn't invited to the family reunion. Mm. And so the mom sits down, all the kids, That's young right. and old, like, you know, five-year-old to 15-year-old kids and all the older parents and says, and she was trying to send a signal to everyone that no matter what you do or who you are, you are safe within the circles of this family, right? Like you will never be outside of this family's love. So that idea, coupled with the idea about, and Circle wanted to expand circles of love for self, yeah. for community, and families, right? And, and no one's outside of No our... one is ever outside of the, those circles. Um, that Nina came up with this word, encircle. Like it's like encircling. And that's when we all went. That's it. Boom. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. And Nina. Nina. Yeah. But so... And then it was in circle, two dots, whatever that is, semicolon, LGBTQ plus Family and Youth Resource Center. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. That was the first website. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. That was long. But it was the name. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. If you could remember it. <laughs> yeah. We changed. Uh... Yeah. In the beginning, though, it was cool because there were so many people who gave parts to help it become what it needed to be. Yeah, people donate their services, their time, their product, Yeah. the piano, I mean, everything in that house. Yeah, it was cool. One of my favorite stories, though, was the first person I went to ask for an in-kind donation were the people at... And neither you or I knew what in-kind meant at that time. No, yeah. <laughs> Mountainland Mountainland Design had done my appliances, and I really like the guys who ran it. And so I go, and I'm like, hey, and I'm not going to use their names, but I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing, and I didn't know what they'd think about it. And I was like, I went with Jared Connors to their store. I'm like, I'm doing this thing, and this is it's just over here in this house, just a few blocks away. Is there any chance you'd give us a discount on appliances? And you're thinking you're going to get, like, kind of a construction maybe response, you know, of like, yeah, maybe 10% off. Yeah. And and these two brothers say, well, you know, this is personal to us. First of all, we have a brother who's gay that we love. Second of all, two weeks ago, our niece, who was lesbian, was playing video games. And then shortly after that, took her life. And then they said, we were there as soon as it happened. She was a, she was a student at Provo High, and she was out. Mm. And they said shortly, we were there after, and they said that you know, one of them had left with a family to go with the body, and the other one had stayed to help like just be there while they were cleaning up the body and taking care of everything. And the officer who was there said, you know, this is my fifth day I've been on, I've been working in a row. And this is the fourth suicide I've attended to. And before he was done there, he got another call for his fifth suicide in five days. So these two brothers say, give us a minute and we'll get back to you. So a few days they come back to us and say, hey, we think you need nicer appliances than you wanted. 
and we're gonna give them to you. And we're gonna pay for all the plumbing fixtures and all the hardware that goes in the house. Basically anything they could give to help us with the house, they in. donated. And it's kind of been like that ever since. Yeah. You see the best in people every and day. And everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Everybody has somebody. Everybody has a story and everybody cares deeply and when they can help, they jump in. Yeah. And they bought into the vision of making these houses nice. Mm -hmm. We never knew how to say no. <laughs> that was the thing though, remember we talked about it. Cause then we were like, okay, we gotta learn like how to say yes, but redirect their help in a way that we actually want it. Okay, so by way of example, we have this really nice couple come from Arizona and they say, how can we help? Right. We're like, honey? Yeah, and they're just texting with you. Yeah. Right, but eventually, this man says, well, I am an artist and I'm gonna make a statue for In Circle. And I'm like, wow, that's so awesome. Sweet. Great. Yeah. And you kept saying, what does it look like? I'm like, I don't know. It's just so nice that he's gonna do this, right? Yeah, we'll put it somewhere. Yeah. We're doing a big landscaping and it'll fit perfect. Every day for a few months, I would get an email about the progress of the statue, right? Eventually. Kind of close up pictures. Yeah, yeah just the process. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking at it like, wonder what it's gonna be. Cute. Whatever. So the statue gets done and this man's gonna deliver the statue in a week or something. And that's when the emails start about, I want the statue in the north east corner closest to the, the temple in the front yard. On a cement pedestal. That is four feet? No, it was higher. <laughs> yeah. I want to say six. I don't know. It was a big pedestal. You're also out of town by the time he delivers it. I don't know. If well, you're... okay, but there's other things. I want this lit. So we, lit. We'd have to run. Electrical, which by yeah. the way, all the landscape was done. Right? Or it was in development. I can't remember. No, I don't think. No, I, there was no landscaping yet. Oh, okay. So we, we would have had to. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't but matter. yeah, run the wires out to to light it, and we needed to fully insure it up to some really large amount of money. Right. And worth more than probably the house. I w we sort of we negotiated it down to where we were going to be responsible for having a crane when he delivered it to get it off the truck, and or we like were, a forklift, I think it was, but yeah, and I don't think. We had to do the lighting or pay for the cement thing, or did we? No, we had to pay for the cement thing. And, but it was a smaller base this time. Did we pour it? No. Okay, so what happens? <laughs> he drives this thing from Arizona, and it is nine feet tall, I believe. On and its I own. And I think on the base, it's going to be 15 feet tall. Yeah. And <laughs> about when he drives in is about when I get the courage to say, hey, <laughs> it's not going to go in the front yard because that's where we take pictures. It's not, it can't become our brand. It's where our sign's going to be there well, eventually. Go we didn't there. even have a sign. I had to go down there and meet him. Well, no. Yeah. But so I get the courage, no, to over text. I don't even think I dare talk to him. <laughs> like, it can't be there. But what space you can have is the back corner and I'm like, it's the best spot ever because everybody parks there and that's what they it walk really by. It really is. That's our main is. entrance. It really is. It's yeah. what most people would see who go to there. In Circle. Yeah. 
But I guess he pulls up in his He had a vision for it. Trailer. Yeah. With the huge statue. And I think it was raining. Oh, it was miserable outside. And I called Jake. Hey, Jake. Well, we're talking about our problem. And Jake volunteers <laughs> to go talk to him. So what happens? Why? Well, I don't know. I go down. I didn't go down. I was like, thankfully. I thought you were out of town. Maybe I, I think I was out of town or in Salt Lake, but yeah. you volunteered to go talk to him. Yeah, and I, we were just down there. And, you know, long story short, our lesson after that was more like we had a, we had a talk about like, because, you know, he kind of ended up being like, if it can't go where I want it, I don't want to do it. I'm leaving. Kind so, of. so he pulled his statue back. Oh, and just took it to back, back to Arizona. Arizona. Put We're, it in a museum now. It's in a museum now. <laughs> and part of the the description what? is after being denied the rejected. Pro, oh, rejected from Encircle. <laughs> it now lives here. <laughs> so sorry to the artist. We've learned a lot about. We had that. we had to learn a valuable lesson from him. Yeah. Which was, everyone wanted to give us help during those days. Yeah. Always say no to statues was the first lesson. Yeah, general rule. <laughs> but also just vetting things out and redirecting people's passions in the ways we've been. Like, I remember a lot of people wanted to donate, like, books and clothes and, you know. Oh, we used to have a lot of clothes in the basement because we didn't know how to say no to them. Yeah, and being like, oh, well, we're not like a homeless shelter. We're a mental health center and having to, like, educate people. But those were learnings. Yeah. And then there was the leaky basement with the sewage in it that we cleaned up one night. That was fun memory. We had to vacuum up sewage multiple times. Yeah, we did. In Provo. It was rough in the beginning. And that shop vac that, yeah. <laughs> that hopefully doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I hope they threw that away. <laughs> the founding of Encircle. <laughs> sewage. Well, that's how it was for a long time, honest. Oh. We did everything ourselves. Well, and then the small team of volunteers we had. Okay, so another thing. We were doing, we're working on getting, the night before the grand opening, we needed to go to Ikea. Late, late at night. <laughs> yes. we, it didn't close until 10 or something. I love this story. And there's, there's, there's the driveway into Encircle and the driveway out. And it well, no, becomes, it's important to know, it, we had just had Stephanie's birthday. It was, I know, and Jake gave me this best sweat outfit. I ever. didn't, though. Oh, no. Val did. Val did. So, and yeah. it was whitish sweat. It was tops. Nikes, yeah. Yeah, bottoms. Whitish bottoms. It was the cutest outfit. It was like and white shoes, white, yeah, and just cute. And there was this hole from where, when people would drive oh, in and like out of the circle. Oh, it's a huge hole. And it was this big, Yeah, it was a whole pit it? in the, in the middle of the circle Provo. And it's dark outside. It's the day before the grand opening. We're exhausted. And there's so much we have to go get at Ikea last minute. And it's nine eight nine at night yeah and we're like okay ikea closes in 40 minutes she's like we can make it so we buzz over to ikea we buy like plates and stuff for the grand opening a lot of odds and ends like toilet brushes and like just things that you need we're on our way back i have a picture <laughs> but stephanie falls straight into the hole and it was deep <laughs> Like, so she comes into a circle with a pile of plates from Ikea looking like <laughs> covered in mud. <laughs> and everyone's like, what happened to you? <laughs> We've been through hell. Yeah. But then I immediately got filled with rocks. But it was one of those things where we're always telling everybody, can you please fill that with rocks? Remember how we'd just be like, please, 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 and no one would ever do anything? <laughs> I think Logan filled it with rocks. Yeah, us. Logan ended up doing it. Still our best friend. Yeah. Okay, I know a few things we've learned. Old homes have 
horrible windows, but they are the most valuable part of an old house. So you, you, and you have, have to, to get live them approved. With them. Yeah. yeah. Anything but, you gotta get approved. Yeah. <laughs> the old homes have horrible sewage. Horrible sewage. They have a horrible heating and air conditioning systems. Even if it's you replace them, still they cold. still don't work. Yeah. Or too hot. Yeah. Um, what else have we learned? That renovations are more expensive than new builds. Everything's more expensive than you think. <laughs> um, Ikea couches, I, the fake Ikea couches, leather, last forever. And they're amazing. They're amazing. And they, they can go up narrow staircases. Yeah, and they can fit up the, any staircase because you can take them apart to get them up there. But they look better than our expensive leather couches we bought from Restoration Hardware. Sorry, Restoration Hardware, but it's true. Mm. We've learned that kids love to hug pillows during friendship circles. And they love sequins pillows. Yeah, I like those too. We've learned, uh, I learned this from a board member, get everything in writing. <laughs> get everything in writing. <laughs> Katie Vettner taught me that. Yeah, and it served us well. Yeah. Um, we've learned you don't have to pay for attorneys. They'll volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thank everybody. you. Yeah. I think too, we ha what we learned was like, here's the feedback you should listen to, and these are the people you should listen to. And then here are people and their feedback that, honestly, we shouldn't. We, we, we need to stay, because for a second there, we kind of were listening. We listened to everyone. Yeah. And well, you'll get nothing done. We've also learned when you, you find people you trust and you continue to trust them. Just trust them. Yeah, and they usually, I mean, they, they stay consistent. But it takes a long time sometimes to know. And they'll guide you. Who really cares. But it will consume the work you're doing if you listen to everybody's feedback. Yeah. You know, that's what we learned. You take it in. You ask, but you've got you've to decide what guidance you're going to follow. I think I appreciate that about you, is that you're always laser-focused laser on the bigger picture, like... Do you remember that one day I had like a moment of doubt? I don't even remember what was happening. But you called me and you were like, we're going to take this to Salt Lake City. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think it was when you were going to leave and take another job. Oh, that's what it was. Dan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> Which still can't believe you didn't. I know, but I think that conversation was like pivotal for me. Yeah, because I... I was in Encircle Provo when you called me. I was standing on the staircase. And you said, do you think that we were going to do this and have it just be a house in Provo? Because you said, if it was, I wouldn't do it. Well, yeah, I wouldn't continue. Cause... You wouldn't continue doing it. You're like, I'm on this because I want it to be big. And you're like, and you're going to make it big with me. I remember that. Something like that. And it happened. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, no, well, after that moment, I was kind of like, okay. I can't believe you believe me. Because nobody else did. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I was just like, hell yeah. Because, you know, it would be kind of like, it's a different organization if we were just in Provo. You know, yeah. one city. And it's not a bad thing. It was just to be different. Yeah, we just thought, we knew that the concept was improving lives. Yeah. And we saw good things happening there that we knew it could have work in any community. I have no idea when that conversation was, but I wonder how long it was till we actually... It was December 2017. How do you know? Because that's when you were going to leave. <laughs> Moms are good at remembering stuff like that. No, no, I just, well, <laughs> that one's hard to forget because I was like, dang. I, we, I remember crying in your kitchen about it too. When you told me? Mm-hmm. 
And I remember thinking, yeah. I'm, I can't be mad at him for leaving, but I kind of am. And I was trying to be mature yeah. and not be mad at him. I think I remember you saying that to me. Yeah, like... You're like, you can't leave. I should be so excited for you. This is a great opportunity, but I'm kind of mad at you. <laughs> Anyways, I accepted the job and then a day later. Sorry, just kidding. Remember when your apartment flooded and you lived with me for a few weeks? And that's when Will and Wyatt have ever since then they have mad respect for you because you could destroy them on video games I mean they liked you before yeah but, that but the respect changed at that visit yeah, yeah they wanted you to move back in for a long time our first Christmas party was at that apartment and we didn't know anyone would show up I know people always show up we never really think hundreds of people show up. out of nowhere yeah <laughs> putting it on Facebook <laughs> now we're always like we need more people and we showed our first Christmas video at it that was like the Oh, we showed premiere. it there. That was the premiere of our first Christmas video. <laughs> Man, I think how it's changed to what we just did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like 300 people and the rental was free. <laughs> There's something to that, though. I think the core of what we've done, though, like, we've kept it. Bringing musicians to things, making it feel community and family-focused, family-friendly. That oh. stuff hasn't changed. I remember you wanting to bring queer artists to Utah and influencers. And I didn't really get it, but I trusted you, so I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, like the first Ignite or the second Ignite, yeah. Yeah, and it was so cool to, it was really the second one when I got to meet Kaylin Allen and Rabel. Did they come to the Parson second one? And Vincent wow. and Tegan came. And we had that dinner? Yeah. Um, Carmen Carrera came. We had a good group. Um, Jeffrey came. Jeffrey Marsh. Like, we had a cool group. Yeah. And in that dinner, just getting to sit with them for a few minutes. And, and... Jim DeBacchus was there. Yeah, oh, Jim was there early in the morning, <laughs> ready to help us, so excited. Yeah, I remember that in the picture, he's like... <laughs> yeah, he spoke. And, but it was so incredible. This was the first time that I was ever around you know, queer celebrities. And yeah. meeting them was super fun because they were so kind. And then seeing them on stage and hearing them speak and how powerful their messages were to these youth. It was, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a reason why they're famous. Like, they are larger than life. Well, and those relationships with those celebs have benefited in Circle ever since. Yeah. I mean, it's just going like this. Maxwell came. Oh yeah, and Maxwell. Connor, Matt. That's right. I think they came to the third one. Was it the third one? Well, I, I'm wrong on Maxwell's been at everything since the beginning. Right. Oh, his first Project Contrast yeah. event, Benefiting in Circle. Yeah, that was awesome. Kids got a heart of gold. Yeah, he's awesome. Any other learnings that you've had? You can't do everything. You've got to be really good at what you do. Though. That's the learning, the in and out. We can do the one, two, and three. You know, keep it simple. Yeah. If you try to be everything to everybody, we'll fail. Let's, can we talk about Tim Cook coming to Encircle? Well, I wasn't there, but we can. Well, I guess I had a role, though, because I worked on the prep. Well, you were working yeah. Love Loud, because it was the day before Love Loud. Well, if you go back, actually, Apple, Fred, came out to the Encircle Prevo, and I met him there alone. And he wanted to, like, come and see the house before Tim came. Remember when I gave him all the pamphlets? Well, I met with, you and I met with Fred. Were we there together? Yeah. I thought we were alone. 
No, it was me and you and Fred sitting in the living room. Oh, that's and right. We gave him the pamphlets, and he said, that. "Tim will read all of these." Or I think it was after he came back. He was like, "Tim read every single word of every single pamphlet," and we were like, "What?" He's like, he loved it. Yeah, see, I, 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 I don't remember, but I remember you and Fred going back, and he wanted to know about security. He wanted to know all these things, yeah. and you guys were speaking this foreign language, and I was like. How the hell does Jacob know all this? <laughs> no idea. I mean, I was well, like, Well, at that wow. time, I was running Love Loud. Yeah, but you had, you had learned a lot, and you yeah. were doing a lot. But So Fred came out and did a pre-tour, and then you were up doing Love Loud that day. So Steve, and I, I can't remember if Barb was there, but Steve brought Tim to see the house. We did a little tour. And then the house was packed, mostly with young gay men who were, I think, just like over the moon excited that they got to meet Tim Cook. So cool. And Tim said to everyone, you know, you can take pictures, put them on social media. So he stood there, it seemed like for hours doing that. You know, what I think what's cool about Apple's visit, though, is that like they were the only brand that I worked with at Love Loud. And, you know, Everyone's great. But they said to me, if you put berries in Tim's green room, bill us for it. If a staff member spends time working on his visit, bill us for it. Like everything they said, invoice us, invoice us. They said, we don't want to take one penny from the charity. I said, do you want us to get a hotel? Do you want us to help with the plane? You know, all that stuff. They're like, nope, nope, nope. We're not going to take $1 out of the charity. We're here because we know what matters. And then when he left, he left a check you know, for the group. And I'm like, man, for this amount of money, do you want us to put your logo like huge and big? And then they were like, well, Apple gives for the right reasons. We don't even want you to announce that we gave this money. Wow. I just think like class, you know, just kind of class. And I think that they're running a good operation over there. Right? Yeah. And caring about the small orgs that are trying to do. So yeah. That. We don't have a lot of money, you know, but we're trying to make us ourselves look professional. Yeah. It's been a year. A crazy year. Starting out with, in February, Tim... Dan and Ryan announced on GMA, eight houses. So we've got Provo, St. George, Salt Lake open. Obsessed. January 15th, we're going to open up the cafe in Salt Lake, which is going to be so awesome. Then we've got Heber that just got a new roof. The coolest house ever, right almost on center and main. So you can't miss it when you drive up and down that road. The coolest house. So I'm so excited about that Me one. Too. So that one will be hopefully by May done. Wow, they're going to be fast. Maybe June. Okay. <laughs> hopefully not July. And then we've got Logan on Utah State campus. We have a bungalow we're building. Or a, a bungalow crafts. or arts and crafts. Purple. Cute. It's going to be so cool. And don't let the purple scare you. And it has a cute outdoor little patio. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And then um, downtown Ogden, we have a brownstone three-story that will go under construction. I think we're only a week or two away from starting that. Should open with the others. August, we hope. Um, what else? We're waiting on Dan Reynolds' house in Las Vegas because the city or the county 
has been sitting on it for what eight city months? and county guidelines yeah we're just waiting so long so hopefully we'll get going on that as soon as and open us. in 2022 no then we've got one that we haven't announced we have another one we haven't announced in two different states that no one knows about and then we have another one i don't know if you would in idaho we haven't announced right we're looking for idaho property in idaho i mean in boise so there's nothing going on we're not busy at all <laughs> no we just gotta get we've got all these amazing builders though yeah who are like ready to go so it might just happen 2022 you know you mentioned that i'm like when we talk about the future i think about um our conversation about certainty feeling more certain about kind of ourselves, the direction, the team we have, the community we have behind us, the donors. There's kind of like a, I don't know, how, I, how, how did we talk about it? It was just feeling like we're going to do this. Yeah. That's yeah. Gonna be and the, the fun thing is, is all those things we just talked about, I mean, aside from the properties we're still looking for, that everything's in place. Yeah. We know what the appliances are going to be. We know what the flooring is going to be. It's really just getting the approval to start going. And we have the money to mostly do it. And we've got the best team. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> we know a lot will go wrong. <laughs> but that's the whole idea. Yeah, right. We'll just quickly adapt and... Never a boring day, never an easy conversation at Encircle. How often do we say that to each other? Twice a day. Twice a day. Never an easy day, never an easy conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so there are easy conversations. But the, we, there's never a day where we don't at least have one. This one's easy. This one's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, that's another thing too, though. I think in our relationship, I appreciate that we've got like, at this point, like, how many years did you say? Is it five or six? Going on six, I think. 2017. I'm so bad at like years and stuff. 2016 yeah. is when we met halfway through the year. Yeah. For four and a half years? Yep. Five and a half years. I can't do math. But I think what we have. Regardless, like, we can finish each other's sentences. See, like I just finished yours as like, when I interrupted you. No, literally we can though. But I think that we have a relationship of like candor, trust, love. And that's what we're trying to bring to our team. Yeah. And, you know, we want everyone on the team to feel like they can be candid and we trust them to do their job and they can trust us to support them. Yep. Because we're all going to make mistakes. But when you know someone's intent and their yeah. work ethic, you don't question the mistake. You just go, that happens. And you move on. That's something you bring to the org. <laughs> you know, you've always been that way, I think. You're like, as long as you're honest and you own your stuff, you know, you're like, I don't care. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Because I make a lot, so I know. <laughs> hey, Jake, thanks for the comment. It's been a while. Talk in 20 minutes. 